Well, hello everyone. This is Steve Kemp with the People Not Titles podcast, and I am really thrilled today to have uh, two really great guys. Uh, we have Michael Altheimer and Desmond Clark, and they're teaming up uh, as a uh, um, just a power duo uh, that are pursuing real estate uh, development in Chicago. Michael's been a real estate developer for how many years, Michael? This will be the 19th year. 19th yeah. year. 19th, and, uh, and and so how, how, uh, how long has it been since you guys have teamed up together for this project? So Desmond and I were introduced by a uh, colleague. I want to say almost three years, two years, yeah, probably yeah, about two and, two and, and a half years. years. Yeah. And so Des was uh, originally doing some uh, some um, uh, assurance work for us, mm -hmm. and then we just started talking and talking, and just you know, I believe in synergy. I mean, what you got, what else you have going on? And mm -hmm. this, is, this, this, and that. And then I said, you know, this is what I'm doing here in Chicago, and I kept you know saying, hey, this is what I got going on, this and this and that, and then. He came in town and was like, well, all right, I can, I can see this. I can dig my teeth in that. Mm -hmm. And then um, I had some other projects that were harvesting. And I said, you know, I, you know, there's something that I think that, you know, Chicago needs. And there's a neighborhood that, you know, is a sweetheart neighborhood. It's a darling of a community. You know, I'm looking to really turn this thing around. You know, I, I don't want to just do, you know, one-off deals here. This is an opportunity to really change the entire landscape of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's when uh, we started, you know, pitching uh, some ideas in Woodlawn, uh, mm -hmm. so the Chicago South Side. Mm -hmm. And then we settled with the idea of Woodlawn 100 for the first phase. Mm -hmm. We built the deck and uh, we started you know pitching and then you know we said all right well let's pitch differently and mm -hmm. we just went out on our own start pitching our own institutional investors our own investors and going after deals mm -hmm. and woodlawn 100 so before we get into woodlawn 100 i want to state the obvious that we have chicago bear great uh, desmond <laughs> clark here and so one thing chicago needs is a tight end like you uh, <laughs> no, they need they need they need a quarterback and i think we have that guy okay here we, yes. here we go here we go uh, so, and uh, Desmond and I have been uh, friends for uh, a couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. I think right before COVID hit, we started building our relationship and just we're on each other's radar. And Desmond is re a retired uh, football player. He's not playing anymore, but uh, he is a, a speaker and a coach. Yes. And so, and Desmond, so talk about maybe just that journey of going, uh, transitioning from football to where you're at today and really building into people's lives. Right, so I, I, I've been blessed to, to play for a lot of great leaders throughout my, you go back to little league, to middle school, mm -hmm. to high school, college, and, and all the way up through the NFL. Um, I had a chance to sit with some Michigan State national champions uh, three, three or four weeks ago, and they were talking about Coach Izzo and some of the other coaches. And I was just comparing all of my coaches to the other people's coaches and that night, I just realized how blessed I was to play with some some great coaches and great leaders. And through that process, I learned so much. Like those men helped to build who you see today, helped to mold me into who I am today with, with a lot of the principles that they have. And I've taken those lessons and the things that I've learned just in life in general and through a lot of these coaches, coaches that are really more leaders than, than just coaches. And I put them, I put them together. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what I use and I pull from a lot of that and my own you know life experiences to be an effective speaker and to be an effect, an effective coach 
where it's all about performance. It's all about what are you doing and, and are you moving towards your, your goal that you stated for yourself? Mm -hmm. And I, I love doing that because I feel like, not, not that I'm obligated, but I owe it to all of those men and women who helped mm -hmm. me get here, you. who coached me, mm -hmm. who, um, who spoke to me, who inspired me for me to be at my best. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me go and give that back because that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why we're here today. We're trying to help each other be the best that we can in our respective lanes. And that's what I want to do for, for um, you know, professionals out here in the world, um, using those experiences to help them get to that next level and just win. Mm -hmm. You know, Des, uh, so I read your book, uh, which is, well, it came out last year, right? Yep. And what's the name of the book? When, uh, Principles of Winning. Principles of Winning. Yes. <clears throat> and I gotta tell you that you are one of the most positive human beings I've ever met, really. You really are. You're so encouraging. You have, you are the make lemons out of lemonade, <laughs> or make lemonade out of lemons guy. And I, you know, what really, uh, I lost my father uh, three years ago. And um, I had, you know, just, I had a great relationship with my dad. There was disappointments, there was this, there was that. But you, your father's still Still here, us. still kicking. And just the way that you have taken that relationship from what would most people would see as uh, irreconcilable mm -hmm. to, um, you know, I mean, just deep, has a lot of depth right now. Talk a little bit about that. Right. Um, so I credit my mom with most of that. Okay. Because she never soured that relationship and she had every opportunity. She had every right. Under she, the bus. She, she would have been justified to do it. Right. Because mm -hmm. um, my father didn't treat my mom well, you know, from the time that I was able to see it. Mm -hmm. um, but she, she never degraded him. Mm -hmm. She always kept him in his place as being our father, you know, and, mm -hmm. and keeping that, that stature. So I never looked at my dad in a way how you see as some relationships when when the couples you know divorce or break up they, they're at each other's throats and they're degrading each other so that wasn't there so that's the start of it mm -hmm. but um just seeing what my father went through and going through that stuff with him you only get one dad right mm -hmm. you only get one father mm -hmm. um and i always wanted to spend that time and um and i never really got to spend that time you know you see other kids they're playing football, they got their dads there, the dads are at the game and, and things like that. I didn't have that opportunity. Your dad wasn't at your games? My dad came to my last high school football game wow. and that's when he finally got clean. Wow. That was the only game that he came to as a kid. And then from there, you know, he came to plenty of games after that. But I always wanted more of that. And I believe that's the reason through all the drugs and and everything else that went on, in his life and mine uh, that I was able to kind of keep that, hey, I just want my dad to, mm -hmm. to be a part of my life. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't matter what he put us through, what he put me through, all of the crazy stuff that I seen trying to chase him down through drug houses and, and lighting his crack pipe and him being shot three times and wow. you know, all, all, all that crap, um, it, it, it really didn't matter. I just wanted to have a dad as part of my life. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the fuel to keep. You begin with the end in mind. I want a dad. Yeah. And he's exactly. my dad. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Wow. And right. no, although, you know, you have coaches, you have other right. men that come. Right. You know, my mom got remarried. Um, she dated other men at the time. And, and all of that was, was good. Mm -hmm. um, but no one can replace your father. Your father. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. People can step in and, and they can 
fill fill a gap, but they can't replace. You know, um, it, you know. So regardless of the kind of parent you have, we our choice is we can be a good son, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's one choice we can make independent of what a good parent looks like. Is you can make a, a choice to be a good son, and you were a good son, right, Desmond? You really were. And and the word that you use there is, is choice. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. that's what we all have, right? We have a choice. We have a choice. Yeah. Um, and when you say that I'm a I'm a positive person. The thing that I always go back to, regardless of what the situation is, is I have a choice on how I want to deal with this particular circumstance. Mm -hmm. Because it's just a circumstance. Mm -hmm. And then how we color it with our own mind determines how we're gonna move forward with it. Mm -hmm. And that's a choice that we all have. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when things are not going your way or, or they're going great or whatever the circumstances is, um, are we, we have a choice on how we want to look at it and therefore move forward with it. That's right. So Des, you went to Wake Forest. Went to Wake Forest. So uh, when when you were at Wake Forest, when did you think, I think I can be an NFL player? Oh man, it was a systematic process. It was after my junior year. Okay. Uh, I led the ACC in, in catches that year in really? 72. Yeah, yeah. I, I beat out some guys who I was competing with at Florida State, Peter Warwick. Uh, mainly because he beat me in high school um, <laughs> for the state championship basketball two years in a row. Wow. And so I, he was my nemesis, even though he oh, doesn't man. know it. Um, <laughs> but so I, I led the ACC with 72 catches that year. Mm -hmm. And I petitioned the NFL to see what my draft status would be if I w were to leave my junior year. Mm -hmm. I had no intentions on going. I just wanted to see. And th at that point, they said if I was to leave my junior year, I would, I would be drafted anywhere from the fifth round to be an NFL free agent, um, rookie free agent. And it was only at that point that I started thinking, you can do this. Man, maybe I have a future in the NFL because in high school, I didn't, I wasn't the guy that was thinking, man, I'm doing this so I can get to the NFL. I was doing that so I can get to college. Mm -hmm. right. And then once I got to college, it was like, all right, I like playing football, so I just want to play football, you know, right. Right. And, and, continue, and, and continue to pay for college. And it wasn't until after that junior year that I really started thinking, huh, maybe there's a chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then you went out. You didn't go without your junior year, though. No. Okay. So you went out your senior year. Went out okay. after my senior year. And yeah. you didn't get drafted by the Bears. What's wrong with them? <laughs> What's, wrong with them? <laughs> What's wrong with them? No, you know, uh, most teams didn't want a, a slow, uh, weak, <laughs> short, tight end that never had played a position anymore. I mean, any... Uh, ever in life right mm -hmm. um but you know there are some people out there that can see past the lim mm -hmm. limitations right and that was mike shanahan and his staff really um you know i ran got a four, drafted by denver got drafted by denver i ran a four eight eight forty um i lifted 225 12 times people in high school can do that yeah. i did that at a professional nfl combine yeah. um and and um they didn't even give me six three i was six two and seven eights <laughs> so and that never was negotiation had, yeah and never had played <laughs> the position them. before yeah and i don't know what mike shanahan and his staff was thinking they they had just come off of two championships right okay three tight ends one, one, they had three tight ends coming back. One was a Hall of Famer, and the other two eventually made Pro Bowls. One with another team, and one with the Denver Broncos. Wow. wow. Why, why do they need a tight end? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But they gave me a shot. They kept four tight ends that year. Mm. And um, as so you they, went through a whole NFL season on the sidelines, basically? Or did you no, Shannon Sharp got hurt that year, right? Ooh. He got, he got yeah. hurt that year. So now I'm, I'm playing mm -hmm. um, 
early in my career, which I, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make the team, but now I'm actually playing. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly special teams. But, um, yeah, my first year, I was out there, and, and I was um, being productive and, and helping the team. So you, so you got to watch Shannon Sharp play. Was there anything that you picked up from him? Was he just a natural, or was there something about his work ethic, leadership, uh, his work ethic. His work ethic is beyond belief. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody, I mean, if, if you know Shannon Sharp and you see Shannon Sharp on TV, everybody knows he has to get the gap. Mm -hmm. And he used that to be a, a really effective locker room voice and leader. Like, mm -hmm. He was one of those guys that people look to to set the tone, mm -hmm. and, and he and he did it. Um, and uh, I only got to see it through training camp and through the first four games of the season. Mm -hmm. But he he was that guy. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I learned from Shannon Sharp that helped me throughout my 12 year career, well, two things. Um, first is is a blocking technique where you know Shannon Sharp's a small guy, mm -hmm. and I was a small guy blocking bigger men. Mm -hmm. So trying to sit there and tussle with these guys. I'm about to put that down before I spill coffee on myself. Trying to tussle with these guys. I wasn't going to win that battle. Mm -hmm. So Shannon Sharp taught, taught me this hook technique on the backside. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to cut people off, you, you, you throw your hook, get the arm right, get kind of pulled down on it. They stop their feet for just a, a single second. Trying to break free. Trying to break free. That creates enough space, space. In, the, in the in the cut for the cutback line. Right, right. And you know, Denver Broncos, they were known for, hey, I'm gonna press it and then I'm gonna bend it back. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And then, and then the other thing that and I did that my entire career. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I learned, um, it was in the preseason. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to make the team and I'm catching passes and I'm I'm getting tackled and I'm struggling, trying to get that extra yard. He said, listen here, when you catch the ball. And they got you. Learn when the journey's over. <laughs> get down yeah, on the ground. That's a life lesson right there. Get down, that's get down on the ground. Lesson. Stop taking all those hits. <laughs> so that's probably one. Of the, your career. Yeah, exactly. That's probably one of the reasons that I, you know, that I um, at one point had the most consecutive starts, along with Tony Gonzalez, I believe, wow. for, for tight ends. Wow. Um, I went sixty-nine straight games mm. um, starting. And that's wow. that's not a, a cupcake position right there. Mm. No, <laughs> no. You're always blocking someone bigger than you. Well, because they want you to be something that you can't be. Yeah. So, and what I mean by that as a tight end, they want you to be a receiver, mm -hmm. but I'm too big to be a receiver. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they want you to be an offensive lineman, but I'm too small to be an offensive lineman. Right, right. But doing both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but doing both. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then sometimes they want you to be a, a fullback, yep. but I'm not short and compact enough to be a fullback. My neck is too long. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's, it's always, it's a, it's a no-win situation when you play and play a tight end. You're always really probably going, uh, except, you know, when you get matched up with, with certain linebackers, you're probably um, going up against somebody that's faster mm. or bigger mm -hmm. than you are mm -hmm. um, in a lot of cases. Besides, when you when you do get that one-on-one -on -one matchup with a linebacker, because a lot of times we're going against, you know, um, uh, safeties. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so. So Des, what a what an attitude uh, reminder that you could have joined the Denver Broncos and said, "Oh man, I, I'm behind a future Hall of Famer." Wish you maybe didn't know it then, maybe you did. I did. Or you could say, "Wow, you know, I'm this close to a future Hall of Famer. I might learn a trick or two that could prolong my career for another, you know, few years." So it was the first, yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh wow, I'm never gonna make this team," <laughs> um, because two-time world champions, right? Yeah. 
But, and did but, he win one with Baltimore as well? He won one with Baltimore and okay. beat us to get there um, in 2001. <laughs> okay. but, but here's the thing um, for whoever's listening to this. The way I got past that was this. I was told to ask myself, how good do I want to be? Mm. Not, I'm not worried about Shannon Sharp. I'm not worried about Dwayne Carswell. I'm not worried about anybody else. Just like you're not worried about what the other developers are doing. You're not worried about what the other title companies are doing. You got to focus on what you're doing, right? right. He said, how good do you want to be? And then he said, go back to your room and and ask yourself the tough question. How good are you? How good you want to be? How good are you? He said, every single day, what I want you to do is come out here with with one focus on what you can do to get better. And that's your focus for that practice. And that right there kind of flipped um flipped my mind from outside in because mm-hmm. i was i was looking outside yeah. and then once i started looking inside that's when everything started to happen mm-hmm. and, and and the the lesson to that is you're going to be as good as you can be right mm-hmm. and if you are as good as you can be you're giving yourself the best chance to win and that's all that's all you can do right Amen. And there's there's nothing more so yeah. that's what it really became that's awesome. And there's only one you. So only one. you're the best you. That is the most unique brand in the market. That's it. Can't can nobody be Steve. Can't nobody be <laughs> right. Mike. Well, right. it's yeah. a lot of Steve's and Mike's, <laughs> right. but yeah. there's not this Steve and there's not this Mike right here. Yeah. All right, Des. And uh, some people may not know, but that uh, Des, you, uh, you are the, you have the most receptions and most yards uh, in of a bear in the Super Bowl. Is that right? Uh, well, tight end for tight end. I know for for uh, two thousand six Super Bowl, Super Bowl forty one was it? Okay. Yeah, I led the team. You, yeah, and you're number two with you, all uh, time, all time. Yeah, with the Bears. With the Bears behind, of course, and the Hall of Famer. These Hall of Famers <laughs> keep blocking my way. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I always gotta go where well, Hall yeah. of Famer has all of the records. Um, yeah, so I'm number two um, catches, receptions, touchdowns. Um, behind Mike Dicker. I know I retired number two. I think I'm still number two. But um, in my mind, I'm always stay number two. <laughs> and I'm not going to go check the work. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Well, uh, it's fun to talk uh, because I'm such a Bears fan. It's fun to talk about, and we'll get back to that. But Michael, I really want to, I, I was really impressed when I first met you, uh, just virtually, just about your story. And so maybe talk about how you got into real estate because there's, you know, our our uh, our listener audience is primarily uh, real estate uh, agents, investors, um, salespeople that um, you know are looking for an edge, uh, entrepreneurs that um, face the same challenges that you've been facing uh, over the course of your career. So talk just a little bit about how did you get started, and what what interested you in real estate. So when I was uh, first got into DePaul, um, you know the idea was you know education be taken care of mm-hmm. um, come from very middle of the road middle income uh, born in Chicago south suburbs of okay Chicago. fantastic so I when I got there you know I you know I got in great good grades good you know good everything and it was like all right well here's the bill I, the bill <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it was all right well you know that's the bill Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's when it was like, all right. Now what? You know, I looked at, you know, uh, everything from a hot dog cart to restaurants and then um, looked at real estate. 
only because in my neighborhood, I used to get my hair cut at a barbershop mm -hmm. in the neighboring town. Mm -hmm. And then next door to the barbershop, there was a guy that had a dry erase board, maybe twice the size of that photo there. Mm -hmm. And it had houses and addresses. Houses, addresses, price, construction, everything. So it was maybe 80 houses. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, sh shy, and I'm, I'm an introvert. How old this time? I was, this, so when that bill came, I was, this is my freshman year. So I was okay. 18, about to be 19. So you didn't think I'm going to get a job. You thought, well, I did. I'm going to do business. No, I did, but yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, I've always had a job. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. just do the math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paycheck, bill, you know, maybe a hundred, maybe Rip Van Winkle. Right. I'm in the red. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so, so even before that, you know, I was a busboy. Um, and that was one of the best experiences of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm still friends with the owners of that restaurant mm -hmm. to this day. Wow. Um, you know, I I did a whole um, TED talk about it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I would send other busboys home so I can do the whole restaurant. You know, I was the type of guy I would have. You know, make we were making a hundred bucks a day then mm -hmm. because I had I was good with the I figured out the game. I was good with the uh, host. I was good with the um, waitresses. And keep the people yeah, flowing. Keep it, keep it going. Yeah. Keep yeah, it yeah, going. Yeah. Keep That's it right. going. But so when I got to when I you know when I got to college, I'm thinking, you know, the the mantra is go to college, go to college, get educated. Yep. And you know, I thought I did my job. And mm -hmm. it's like, all right, well, and no fault to my parents. Right, right, right. It's you know, some folks don't believe in that. Yeah, yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. But my mentality, and you know, to this day, I feel that education is a great springboard to wealth creation, relationships, mm -hmm. um, people, yeah. right? Um, so anyway, so I looked at all these businesses, right? And it's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I, I know I had some money on me, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna buy a hot dog stand. I, I seriously looked at a hot yep. dog stand. Yep. I looked at small like uh, uh, restaurants, like mm -hmm. taco restaurants, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. small. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, 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 I'm not doing that either. And then, you know, the gentleman, I've seen his board. I was like, okay, so I don't have. So this is the board of all of his listings. So he owned all those houses. Oh, that's yeah, different. He, that's different. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Different. So that's his. That's his uh, assets. Yeah, all the assets. Yeah, he board. owned all of them. Wow. And then I was, what know, a vision. And then you know, my undergrad is in finance, and I'm, I'm just asking him, let's let's get past some of the noise. Yeah. What uh, one dollar gets what? Is it? 20 cents, that's 20% return. Yeah, yeah. 30 cents, 40 cents. He was like, one, $1 gets me 50 cents. One uh, gets me back $1.50. I'm like, okay, all right, great. So how do you do it? So they were using all these lenders and you know hard money. And they didn't, to this day, a lot of these guys don't really know how to underwrite a deal. Mm -hmm. So on paper, it looks like one thing, mm -hmm. but it's less than 50 cents. So I kind of, Created a relationship where, where I said, all right, let me dig into this to see how much actually you're making. And he was like, cool. So he was like, you know, we started auditing and, and cutting stuff out. And then he started letting me walk on job sites. Mm. So I started walking on his job sites, but then also uh, walking on other people's job sites, just straight cold calling. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I'll see the sign developed by such and such, cold calling. Hi, my name is Mike, I'm a DePaul undergrad and this and that I would like to learn more about Do some research yeah yeah and it one one guy outside of this other guy was like come come to the site they were doing new condos in East Woodlawn mm. and um, 
He taught his daughters the business, mm -hmm. and he had all his own trades. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, you, you know, you think to yourself, oh, I'm a college student. I'm too good to sweep garbage and all mm -hmm. that. He was like, mm -hmm. sweep the garbage up. And I'm like, all right. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, but what it did was I got to go shoulder to shoulder with all the trades. Yes. So then you learn how much these guys need a day mm. to do work. Yeah. So at the time, you know, electricians were, you know, 135, 150 a day, and you can start doing the math. So once you know the construction, you can back into the dig. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. So if I know the, my construction number, I just plug in an acquisition number cost of money, and then your title fees and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. and I know what the return is. Mm -hmm. All right, so then I've you know, got semi-comfortable with you know dealing with older folks and trades and started to get out of my shell a little bit. Um, Having conversations, asking questions, yeah, and asking, learning. Yeah, asking questions and just, you know, getting used to no. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot. I, used, I started expecting no. Yeah. I was just asking, just, I would start expecting no. Every now and then you'd squeak in. It was like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, That's great. So then um, I started, I got a map, right? And I would start looking at like tertiary neighborhoods, like neighborhoods next to mm -hmm. development. Mm -hmm. And Englewood at the time, and, and this is like the second um, resurgence of Englewood now. As mm -hmm. you, right now in history. Mm -hmm. At the time, many uh, folks were retiring to places like Linwood, Glenwood, Park Forest, uh, Tilly Park, South Suburbs, or everywhere else, buying a larger dream uh, suburban home and this and that. But they had the city house with a mortgage mm -hmm. that they can't get off their credit because it needs work. They don't have the, the, all, they don't have the money or don't want to put the money in the house to sell it because that's not their ex expertise. Mm -hmm. And they for sure don't want to be a landlord because they may have worked for the last 50 years and they just want to ride out the sunset. Yep. So I would be the one driving down every single block, writing down addresses, right? And then this was before, like on the Do computer. Do not call or whatever, yeah. No, 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 not on the, yeah. but that didn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like now you can look up title yep. on the computer. Yeah. So we, I didn't have that. So yeah. I would go down to the basement at the county building. Mm. And then I kept going and I started meeting title people mm -hmm. that go down there. Mm -hmm. So I stopped having to go down and just pay, pay a couple bucks to the guy yep. who needs a title. Yep. So I know who the owner is, what the taxes, are they failing, so on mm -hmm. and so forth. So I did that, oh man, it took like a two or three dozen like attempts and tries and I got one. I got one where the guy owed like sixty-five thousand or seventy thousand. So and how old are you now? When you like when nineteen and a half, twenty. Okay. It took, it took so, so this is like this two is, years. Okay, this is two to years to figure it out. Uh -huh. It took a lot of crying, a lot of being mad at the world. <laughs> yep. You know, I did this. I've never done this. You know, mm -hmm. all that. They then, did that to yeah, me. Yeah, all yeah. that went through all that. Uh -huh. and drive, uh -huh. Right. And then finally, it was like. So you were determined, though. I'm going to buy one of these properties. Yeah. Or I'm going to try I, to make a deal. I'm going to try to do yeah, a deal. Yeah. It was. I wanted. To, it, I, I seen something different, mm -hmm. right? While I was, mm -hmm. again, DePaul for me was, was a turning point because, mm -hmm. you know, I was on, you know, Sheffield and, and uh, those, those streets over mm -hmm. there. And I used to just walk, mm -hmm. right? Because it's just so stressed out. I would mm -hmm. just walk. Mm -hmm. And then it, you look at the, the buildings, it's like, it's one mailbox. Mm -hmm. But 
This is like 10,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. It's one mailbox. Yeah. Who owns it? What do right. they do? <laughs> right. Yeah. So how do I get from this to that? Yeah. Or somewhere in between. Yeah. And because again, at the basketball players were going to leave here yeah. and make $10 million. Yeah. So I'm, I'm supposed to leave here, here and make be... 50? Yeah. Gross? <laughs> <laughs> right. Then what? Right? So, I mean, how do I get to... And there's nothing wrong with all that. No, no, That's no. Cool. I agree with it. And it's not yeah. all... It's, and the thing is, what you hear me saying, it's not all about the money. Um, I I wanted to affect some change and opportunity, yeah. just not myself, yeah. but for other people. Yeah, you, you wanted more that. than a job. Yeah, you can't... And nothing wrong with a job. You wanted more than a job. There's nothing, wrong with, there's nothing job. wrong with it, but... Yeah. It, it's very difficult to affect some change if, mm -hmm. if you can't affect change. Yeah. It's that, it's that simple. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so... At this time, I was reading books like uh, How to Make Friends and Influence People, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, and then... That's reading. my favorite book right there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's like, that's like a starter. I started yeah. it. I've never finished <laughs> it. I gotta go back <laughs> in. I gotta go cover back to cover. Yeah. Cover to cover. And, yeah. and just, you know... And you know, know the, the, the first time, by the way, I read that, I was so encouraged by, you know, because I would, you know, so I was a young person just like you. College wasn't my bag. I, I don't know if you finished college, but... Oh, yeah. Okay, I you finished, did. Okay, yeah, so finished, for yes. me... But when I read that book, I thought, wow, you can actually treat people well and make money. Like, you, you know, everyone who's making money, you know, the misnomer for those who don't have money is everyone's cheating everybody who has money. Right. No, 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 no. Right. Or you know, they're and, bad people. Yeah. No, it's, no it's, exactly. So, so going, going back, and I'm sorry for... Yeah, yeah, it's all it's good. Just, it's so, all good. So, you know, I, I started to, because I'm starting to cold call and, mm -hmm. and trying to get comfortable with the phone and talking to people writing scripts, mm -hmm. you know, so that when I'm calling these homeowners, you know, I can get to it without, make sure the message is very clear. Mm -hmm. And I got one guy, the house was 65, 70, which at the time was what it should be, right? Um, and it was, but it was more expensive than what the rehabbers could pay because of the LTV with the bank, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. they would have to come out of additional down payment to do the house, which made it silly to do. Right. Right. So that's where my silliness came in. Mm -hmm. So I figured out, okay, seller contract, give me, you know, let's sign up for the house, 65,000, I give you five over when we're done. If I mess up, it's, it's in a better condition than it was before I started, mm -hmm. right? And give me 90 days with a possible 30 day extension. And I did, I did my first one. And I essentially doubled my capital because I had the construction money, mm -hmm. but I doubled my capital, and I was like, "All right." So you bought it for sixty-five. Yeah, bought it for six. I seller contract for uh, sixty-five. Right, for sixty-five. So he, he wrote me paper. Yeah. But I brought the construction. Okay. And then my mentor earlier that I walked on this site in Woodlawn, he gave me my first uh, carpenter, uh, drywaller, and then I had some you know some guys that knew plumbing right new electric things like that and i i just i, I hooked my crook i got it done okay so i've bought and sold a lot of real estate and uh -huh. what, what i'm hearing here is though a bunch of oh you can't do that or oh they won't do that and oh yeah you can't you're find that and you're here yeah. but, but, but it's like, guess what yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> i didn't know i couldn't do any of that so i did it no so again like i again my parents right yeah. it was it was you know i literally I, um um, I'm dreaming. Yeah. Um, 
It took us this long to buy nothing, a home. Who do you nothing, think you are? Yeah. Nothing positive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you're nothing, wasting your time. Yeah. Yeah. You've been yeah. doing this for a whole year now. It, 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 was, yeah. it, it was insulting. Yeah. Right? It was actually yeah. insulting because at the time, like that first year of fact finding, mm -hmm. I literally, like, I, I scraped my whole life. Meaning, mm -hmm. like, I was, you know, I, back then I had, like, hip-hop clothes on. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. throwing all that in the basement and then going to Brooks Brothers and buying the, the collared shirts that you mm -hmm. can, um, the, the ones that you don't have to keep ironing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Of course. And I wore, I, I would, I would, I wore that to death. Wow. I would like well, you a couple of them. <laughs> so, so I remember if you put the detergent in the cup and you put the collar in the cup, the sleeve in the current cup, wash it, it looks new. So I did that. I mean, I, I wore the heck out of that. Yeah. And then I went to Banana Republic, got a sport jacket. All right. Yep. yep. And then some low. So you were styling. No, as much as, as, as I needed to, right? <laughs> like, like, since it's, like, I seen that jacket had whole, like, oh, yeah. it was, it was. But back then, it worked though. Yeah. It worked, yeah, it, it, yeah. it worked. It, it's, yeah. it still will work, right? Mm -hmm. But, but, but what you could be saying is, so I did that first one, and, and I was like, all right, well, how quick did you turn it around? It was like a four and a half, five month process. And how much did you leave with in your pocket? So I spent like thirty five construction, got another twenty eight thirty. Mm -hmm. out the deal and but you, what you hear me saying it taught me the business model mm -hmm. so and i still think in terms of business model so you know a lot of folks just find, try to find a deal i try mm -hmm. to mimic the same thing over mm -hmm. and over mm -hmm. so that you deal, were learning that was your education and you got paid for it yeah and then i was still in class and and and, and teachers the ones that gave me some grace were like you know you know, you listen to jazz music. I hear it in your earphones. You're on the phone all the time, and then you're still, you know, cutting, cutting, cutting deals. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, um, I gotta figure out how to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so you, you, Michael, you were an ambitious guy, though. I mean, that doesn't sound like a typical college student. You know what I mean? It, so you were ambitious. Yeah. You had a bigger thought for yourself than what most people are going for. Mm -hmm. And every time you do that, you know, I, I read something. The best way to avoid criticism, do nothing, be nothing, say nothing. Mm -hmm. As soon as you start to try to be someone, do something or say something, you're going to get knocked down. You know, the, the, and that's a good I got my own one, right? Mm -hmm. So growing up, I was a husky kid, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then I started, I don't know if you guys remember, like ESPN used to have like this, this lady, workout lady with work out every single day. Mm -hmm. So I started running. Okay. Right. So I, I went from Husky to thin. All right. And I, and I started doing uh, cross country and track. And I All started. right. So then I get to college. I started lifting weights. So I got big. Mm -hmm. I was like 210 pounds, wow. throwing up 350, all that nonsense that mm -hmm. kills your joints. <laughs> right. <laughs> then, I, then life hit, you know, you started business, business, yep. business. So I got, um, let's be chubby, not fat, like mm -hmm. swole, fat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, and then, you know, in the last four or five years, I, I slimmed back down. Mm -hmm. All those phases, you, you still have something that's saying something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right. So you know, it, so it didn't matter. Yeah. 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 Too skinny yeah. or too big. Yeah. Why are you lifting all that weight? Why ain't you lifting weights? Did you run again? Exactly. If you run, you're going to hurt your knees. Right. <laughs> So whatever you do, it's gonna be something. So at a certain point, I was like, "What? I quit. I, yeah. I don't. You know? Yeah. Okay. You 
You're too fat. Okay. You're too thin. Okay. Why don't Why don't you not eat eat? What a lump cat. Look at a muscle bound fool. Yeah. So I look, oh, I can't walk outside with my shirt off, but you can. It's like I, so I quit. Yeah. I don't even listen to it anymore, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, white noise. That's the whole thing. And you read is being self-motivated mm. and not mm-hmm. not worried about whatever everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Because you, you got to you be your, your best self for you. And, that's it. and if you just focus on that, that's going to be the most right. direct path to your own success. Right. Yeah. But um, those, so those were like that old social lessons, just dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Good or bad? Separate yourself from the pack. Well, that's natural. That, you yeah. know, you, I don't. I believe that you can't. You can't do that. Mm. And and when I what I mean by that is, what you hear from nineteen to about thirty two was me, 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 me. Mm. Bull in the china shop. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. works until it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So then you got to start learning how to put a leadership hat hat on and incorporating others to do mm. do things for you, so you can build your team together. Right. So I was the one financing deals, being project manager, construction manager, everything. Mm -hmm. And it was like when I I remember being 27, 28, I would have, you know, seven figure book of business, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. in a book bag and a checkbook and Mm -hmm. driving around and figuring it out. And then somebody asked me, when are you going to be a project manager? I was like, what do they do? Yeah, it's like 25% yeah, of your yeah. job. Now, yeah, what, so what did they do? Right? And then it, it took, it took, I want to say four or five years to go to, because we, we get older. Yep. Like, I used to wake up 4.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. 5. That's hard mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> right? And if you don't have to, why do it, right? Well, I like, it's something about the air. It yeah. Good. yeah. I, I like, I'm tough. an early riser myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, early for me is yeah. 6, 5.45. Okay. That's, but that, yeah. you know, but anyway. So, you know, it took, it took, you know, you know, pain mm-hmm. and just being older and not being able to run around and this, that, this and that to figure out, okay, I can manage through this person. Mm-hmm. I can manage to this person, mm-hmm. but I have to make the organization palatable for someone mm-hmm. because I can work in chaos. Mm-hmm. I can work in, you know, disarray mm-hmm. and still get to the finish line. But an employee, that scares them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That they want coffee mm-hmm. and nice structure, seats mm-hmm. and structure and plan, plan. Yeah. plan. yeah, right. They want they want they want things to you know they want a office cell phone mm-hmm. and a phone mm-hmm. and a computer yep. and this software and this and to, you know to say hey you're doing a great job and this and this even when they're not yeah they're, they're doing a great job and they want a ping pong table or this, <laughs> this and that which is that pejorative yeah but yeah you have to I get it yeah you have to make culture you have to create uh, a organization culture so that then you can go out and hunt yeah because you i can't do it by myself mm-hmm. so that's that's what i'm mastering now Okay. Yeah. So going from being a person that's driving the whole thing and doing right. to starting to lead people and delegate and inspire and you right. know, sell a vision to people that are on your team to right. get a common goal done. Right. Instead of me doing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's great. But you know, there's a there's a period of time in, in my sales career. I know for Des and I know for you, it sounds like where there's four or five years where you really are doing an extraordinary amount of work in a short period of time 
to get you kind of your master's degree in what you're pursuing. And it sounds to me like you went through that. So what I call it seasons. Mm -hmm. So we're, you're going to have another one of those seasons of getting another master. Mm -hmm. So the way we executed deals, you know, 10, 12 years ago, mm -hmm. it won't work today. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, it's, everything's changed from this, how the city wants to see things, mm -hmm. how technology, technology yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Everything's changed, mm -hmm. right? So I, I, so what I'm learning now is, and, and you, you pointed out, we have all these fantastic ideas and execution points of mm -hmm. doing a deal, mm -hmm. but what I'm learning now, a lot of this is here. You, you gotta have this okay to be able to go out and hunt mm -hmm. and then come home and be at peace, go out, do it again, come mm -hmm. home, be at peace, keep going, you know, and, and to be able to execute mm -hmm. and to have some peace. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if, as a younger person, and you can attest this, being a young boy in the NFL, mm -hmm. you're not the same person. And mm -hmm. what you did then won't work now. Same mm -hmm. everyone else. Mm -hmm. And learning how to adapt and really, really take peace so that you can go out and add value. That's that's the key to all of this, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's shift to this the Woodlawn 100 project. And let's just talk about what turned you on about it, Michael? How'd you catch the vision? And then Des, what really uh, grabbed you about it? Because mm -hmm. was, was Woodlawn really something, Michael, that you were looking at or did you guys look at it together? Or was it something that you had where you were like, hey Des, let's talk about this and then let's build, let's let's go for this. So <clears throat> it was originally, hey, you know, I have these deals in Woodlawn, you know, how do we really, really bring people on board and make a bigger impact. Mm -hmm. What's happening in Woodlawn right now that you think that you think needs to change? You can't tell everybody yeah. that. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So I, I would say this. I would say this. I think that the Woodlawn neighborhood has a great opportunity to become a work, play, eat community. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that um, that exists uh, on the south side. But there's an opportunity to have above average housing, actually higher end housing that's affordable mm -hmm. for the retail buyer and the renter, and give investor above. or whatever. Yeah. No, this is a whole home oh, ownership. Okay, home ownership. You're not. You're not dealing. Okay, this is yeah. home ownership. Yeah, we're, we want to. We want to provide housing for home ownership and affordable renters that is naturally occurring. Okay. Right. I love it. So how you know. This is one of the neighborhoods where you can create, again, affordable housing for both renter and homeowner, mm -hmm. and then above average or competitive returns for an investor that wants to invest alongside, mm -hmm. and create an opportunity to, to create eating opportunities, mm -hmm. play opportunities, mm -hmm. and it's along two major thoroughfares with Lakeshore Drive mm -hmm. and 94. Mm -hmm. So what turned you on when you saw it, Des? So um, really, I, I got to go all the way back to early uh, 2020 mm -hmm. with the, um, the killing of, um, uh, and why is it, the, the George, Floyd. George Floyd, yes. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point where, and it's in the middle of a pandemic, mm -hmm. got a lot of time to think, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was at that point that I said, you know what, I, I want to do something like mm -hmm. I want to play a role mm -hmm. you know I have this the social status that people listen mm -hmm. um, 
how, how do I take that and do something actionable with it? Mm -hmm. And as I started going through all of the areas that I could kind of have some influence, um, it's a couple areas that stuck out to me that can really kind of pave the way to the equality and equity that we all talk about. Mm -hmm. That's education mm -hmm. and, and that's um, uh, also home ownership and because uh, that home ownership is going to create the opportunity economically mm -hmm. for people that's in deprived areas mm -hmm. to start to build better schools, mm -hmm. have more opportunity because we know, which is something that um, I don't know how we change it, but I think it's so unfair how we all pay taxes, mm -hmm. but for certain things that, that gives a better opportunity to people, it's localized. Mm -hmm. Like how, how we localize our um, educational taxes to pay for that opportunity for our schools. Yes, um, It just doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. And when you go into a neighborhood like Woodlawn, there's not a whole lot of home ownership there. Where now there's no home ownership, there's less of a tax base, so there's less economic opportunity there to build upon. Mm -hmm. So, if the system it's stays, a, it's a self, yeah, it's a spiral that goes either the, up or down. If the system stays like it is, certain places, certain areas, always gonna have a, a head start, so to speak, yep. because they got more opportunity at the beginning of the life to create the mindset to create the education, mm -hmm. to create what whatever needs to be. So now as they get out into adulthood, mm -hmm. they've been prepared. Yeah, and even a future for for families. I, I heard a statistic, a housing statistic that said that uh, the amount of square feet you live in is directly correlated to the number of kids you have, okay? Oh, really? And so now you live in a smaller space. You're like, oh, we don't have room. Oh, we can't afford. Oh, we can't this, we can't that. Let's not even, so it's just the, the whole next generation right. is impacted that's and right. not even there if we can't find a place for them to live that's comfortable, right. that they feel like they can grow into and, and that kind of thing. And think about this too, as as from, as you go from generation to generation to generation, the home ownership is one of the primary ways to pass down wealth. That's right. Yeah. And, and that, inflation and all of those kinds of things. And that's the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. That's the beginning yeah. of hey, I have something to go to college with mm -hmm. because we could take out equity mm -hmm. or, or whatever that may be. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but as I started thinking about the education and economic um, parameters of how we make this equal, mm -hmm. um, that's when I learned about his project. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me, hey, I got these deals, this, that, and the other. And I was also approached by another group who they were looking for projects like this mm -hmm. and so talking to my group talking to Michael it's like hold on let's bring let's all together, this, right. let's bring all of this together right so we, we um, just talk with Michael and and Michael say he has all these opportunities and about a hundred of them or mm -hmm. whatever and that's mm -hmm. how we came up with Woodlawn 100 mm -hmm. um, and that's that's how we really became uh, partners in this because for me, I say this is the opportunity that I've been looking for, mm -hmm. that I can play a role in and feel like I've done something for the cause and, and the culture mm -hmm. to help in those very two ways that I see are really the, the, the things, the, the biggest two obstacles 
to making this an equal and equitable society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's that's why I'm a part of this. Um, and I like to work with the best of the best. Had, had a chance to look at his background and the things that he's, he's done and he's accomplished. I mean, we heard the story. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like I'm working with the best of the best. And that's why we've been doing this for, um, what should it seem like, <laughs> almost a year oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's excellent. And so, what, so how far along are you with the project? I know you guys are, have investors, so you guys have acquired your first properties, right? And are converting them. And right. so we are, uh, we close on one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the interesting thing about you know what we're bringing, the one we just closed, the household income is north of two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So what you hear me saying is. That is, you know, like Lincoln Park mm -hmm. numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this same family can't go and get a good workout within mm -hmm. walking distance, mm -hmm. can't get a smoothie, mm -hmm. a cup of coffee within a walking distance. Um, so I think after the first 30 or 40, you know, statistic data, you, you use that to play the retail part of this totally. to start building that portion of it. Well, on 200, which is the second phase. Mm -hmm. And then the fact of there's a major trauma center that was built, mm -hmm. it's $150 million. There's University of Chicago. Employees, employees, workers, teachers, students, whatever. And there's going to be a national landmark down the street. Mm -hmm. And then there's the a library, golf, right? Is yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. then there's the a golf, golf course. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's an island. It's just, it's gonna take uh, effort, thought, execution to make mm -hmm. this happen I think that this time in history is ripe for that mm. yeah yeah that's inspiring and so uh, Michael you were mentioning that also there's another element of your business that really builds in to those that have gotten into trouble right. uh, that kind of thing so tell us a little bit about that so even from the start I would I would kind of make relationships with younger guys or guys on the, on the blocks that I'm working mm -hmm. on because I can't be there 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And the cost benefit is there. And it's sort of like insurance policy. If you live on a block and I give you a couple bucks to clean up garbage or put check on a building. Treat you like a human, say hello, introduce exactly, yourself. Right, give you an opportunity. Yeah. We make a friend. Mm -hmm. And then so you look out for my stuff while I'm not there or this and that or I can I can call you and say, hey, did such and such show up yet? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, you know, you create a friend. Mm -hmm. So you fast forward, I've been doing that um, in a disorganized way. Recently, I want to say in the last seven, five, seven years, I've, you know, we've kind of organized the idea to be able to say, all right, here's seven to nine guys in the cohort. Let's give them an opportunity to learn a little bit of every, every line item. Mm -hmm. So demo, framing, tug pointing, a little bit of plumbing, a little bit of le electrical, and then going back to hanging a door, maybe. So Michael, you know all this? So I know how, I know when it's done wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turn yeah. on the faucet and the light goes no, on. No, I mean, I'm at a black, I can look at the plumbing and yeah. see if it's not. Or the door is out of plumb or whatever. Like if the drain waste and vent is not right, I, you know, you know, I know. You've seen a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know if the electric's not <laughs> properly grounded. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know what ground bushings, I, I, could, I know, you know, kind of what it is, which is a, a benefit and a liability because, you know, a lot of folks, what I've learned, 
on the management side, if you don't know, you you know through hiring better people. Mm -hmm. And in my world, better just means it more expensive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So um, going back, so I try to impart a little bit of what I know to with these guys to just mm -hmm. kind of give them a spark. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're going to be master carpenters, mm -hmm. but that's disrespectful to to a master carpenter yeah. who spent 15, yeah. 20 years becoming a master carpenter. Yeah. But but it should give them the opportunity to say, you know what? I have a steady hand. I can be a painter. And then you say, all right, you really want to do this, pick up the phone. You know, we do have relationships with some of the unions yeah. and mm -hmm. open the door to see can he or she, well, he at this point become one of these trades. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's work. It's, it's harder work. Uh, makes a, a sacrifice. A, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, there's benefits. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think that you know, along the my whole thing is trying to make friends along the way because mm -hmm. I might need you later on mm -hmm. for one, and just it's easy to go, get along with life. Just to you never know what happens. Mm -hmm. You know that mm -hmm. that guy that you helped ten years ago might become something else, and hey, I need a favor, mm -hmm. right? He might become a. Might become a city inspector, <laughs> right? Don't write me up for the weeds today, yeah. right? So, or something, right? And there's potential there, right? But the, I, you know, having you know built into people, sometimes you're disappointed, right, on how it turns out. Well, no, the, I don't. That's the thing. I don't want there's no anything, condition on it. I don't want anything in exchange. Okay. I don't. Nope. I'm not doing this to yeah. to say I did. I helped you. Yeah. Majority of the time, I don't get any credit. Okay. Yeah, thankless. Yeah, I don't. They, they don't say, "Hey, you know, my this guy kid, turned my life around." They're, they're giving want, you a, yeah, you know, no, they, yeah. they don't. They don't say, "Hey, you know, yeah. Mike taught me how to tuck point, mm -hmm. or Mike taught me how to hang a door, or Mike taught me how to sweat copper." Nope. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. I'm not doing it for praise and. Yeah. No, that's not what drives me. It's. It's I have the ability to affect change, and mm -hmm. I'm. You know, I believe in. I'm put here for a purpose because mm -hmm. again, I. I, all the obstacles I've gone through, I should have broken me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? You mm -hmm. know, I, I don't ha I don't come from support. Mm -hmm, go and, go mm -hmm. and get it. No, I don't, I come from being beat down and mm -hmm. struggle, struggle, mm -hmm. struggle, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I'm not, I don't want your thank you. Don't even say thank you. Just, here you go. <laughs> Just do the job, yeah, right? that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So you care for your fellow man. Yes. You know, yeah. you care for your fellow man. And I think when you care for your fellow man, everything feels less like work, right? Because yes. you have that magic of relationship. Right. With that in, I always say, give give folks some uh, favor, mm -hmm. right? Um, like for example, yesterday, you know, I, I know of a, a group that uh, takes children from school to home. Because right now, you know, CPS is doing whatever they're doing. Parents are going back to work. They can't transport mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. And one of the parents was just digging into the, the company owner, like, I, you know, you need to do X, Y, and Z, this and this and that. And I'm like, give him a little bit of favor, mm -hmm. right? He's ramping mm -hmm. up. You know, you, you don't have a business. You don't know what it's like to own a business. You don't mm -hmm. know what it's like have employees of which in this environment, you have Uber, mm -hmm. you have unemployment, mm -hmm. pain, you have mm -hmm. all these obstacles. And he's still here. He's still face to face. A little, mm -hmm. give, give them a little favor, yeah. right? You know, what is the real problem? Let's get to the real problem. Mm -hmm. And the real problem is literally, there's a new bus driver and I didn't get to meet him. And How about that? My scenario, my, my solution was,
call him, go to his house tonight, introduce yourself so in the morning it'll be done. Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> right? So my point is, you know, to give... Taking the time to listen yeah, a little this, bit, yeah, you know, work yeah, it out with them. Yeah, What's listen. obvious to you is not obvious to everyone. Right. And again, in the business, everything is cutthroat, this and that. At the end of the day, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, well, I, I think it's... We, we make so many assumptions, right? Instead of asking questions. Right. And we'll assume... I don't know the bus driver. They must have did something wrong. So now there's a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of asking the question, hey, I didn't have a chance to meet the bus driver. Uh, is there a way that I can do that? Or was there something that happened that caused right. this not to happen mm-hmm. that we could make right? right. Mm-hmm. Instead of being accusatory and, right. and, and making That's right. assumptions. That's right. If you if you just ask the question, it may, sometimes you may be right. Mm-hmm. But now you'll have clarity mm-hmm. on what the issue really is right. instead of just assume. I think in our in our society today, we just make so many assumptions yeah. about things instead of just simply asking Ask the question. question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, negative <laughs> assumption. Everything is the negative. Right. Yeah, yeah. Think the best. Yeah. You know, um, and I I love you giving back because I think both of you being accomplished, you can probably look back at the course of your career and for sure yours does, because I think you read about it, uh, where someone took the time with you. Mm-hmm. and extended you favor that you didn't deserve or saw something in you that nobody else saw. So talk a little bit about that from your standpoint, Des. Yeah, um, and it's funny, when I wrote when I wrote the book, I didn't know who did this, mm-hmm. but then just a few months later, I found out who, who did it. And I wrote in the book about um, when, when we were without lights and you mm-hmm. know, this was like right when my dad had become a drug addict. Mm-hmm. We had got kicked out of our apartment. We had to settle down in this other apartment. Mm-hmm. Well, no refrigerator, no lights. I mean, we didn't we didn't have a whole lot of anything. Mm-hmm. And my mom couldn't, she couldn't afford for us to play football. But the coach just said, hey, come bring them out. Somebody paid their tuition oh, wow. or whatnot mm-hmm. for me and my brothers. And I've always remembered that because if I don't play football that year, okay, what happens to the passion for playing football? Um, You're on the street, whatever. But somebody took the time to do that. And I never knew who did that. And that was always on my mind. Mm-hmm. And we talk about people doing, you know, giving you favor mm-hmm. and looking at someone and saying, you know what, this family, they're in a tough position right now. They probably knew my dad, knew that he was out, you know, on drugs. And, mm-hmm. and they probably knew how we went from here to now we're over here. Mm-hmm. But this, these are good kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure that these kids have the ability to play football. And so that's what happened. And I wrote about it in the book, um, and the book came out April of 2020. Mm. I think it was um, July or August of 2020. I'm talking to my um, little league coach, Coach Odom. Um, And we're just talking, catching up. And something just says, ask him, because that's the coach that I played for at the Mm -hmm. time. I was like, Coach, way back when we were young, um, you know, my dad had got on drugs and all of that, and you know, things wasn't right. Somebody paid for us to play football that year mm-hmm. um, when I was on your team. I was like, was that was that you or do you know who, who did it? And he just started giggling. Mm-hmm. It's like in a million years, I, I would have never thought this question would have ever came up. Wow. And he was like, Desmond, yeah, we, we, um, we paid for you and your brothers to play football wow. um, that year. And I was, you know, just got emotional, right, right. you know, it's humbling. because for all, all these years now, like I'm, I'm 40, 
three at the time. Mm -hmm. And this probably happened when I was like eight or nine years yep. old. Yep. And always having that thought, who, who did that? Mm -hmm. You know what? Mm -hmm. I appreciate that person. Mm -hmm. um, and then finding out that it's my first football coach mm -hmm. who did that. That's great. You know what I'm saying? I wrote about him in the book also saying he made that experience. Because when you're six, seven years old, you don't know anything about football. You're just trying to have fun. Right, right. And he made the sport fun for us. Mm -hmm. And it was because I had so much fun playing that I wanted to keep playing. Yep. Yeah. So I credit love of the game. Yeah. So I credited him for that, mm -hmm. and I gave him credit for something that he wasn't even named for because mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. But you know, just just like you're saying, give him a little grace. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. you, you don't you don't know what. Right. What's, what's going on? And you had to ask him. He didn't tell you no back nah. then. I'm, I'm the reason. Right. Yeah. I yeah. made you. Yeah. Yeah. No, never. Yeah. No, never. Never came up. My, yeah, he, never. He, he had heard that I was in town. Yep. Had, had gotten my phone number. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And just, just dialed me up to say you want to catch up. Yep. Wow. That was it. And like he said then, it was like, you know, I, I, I didn't do that. And I talked about it in the book. Yeah. At the age of eight, you're not doing that because you think that this kid is going to go to the right, NFL. Right, <laughs> you know right. What I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. You're just so, trying to help out. Exactly. So, um, it created a spark, though. It created That's a spark. It, mm. two, two sparks. Because it, 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 he started my football career as, as, as my first coach. Mm. And like I say, he made it fun. Mm -hmm. uh, he made it enjoyable for me. And then the second thing, he kept it going, right? Mm-hmm. But what he created with a whole with a whole host of other people, I talked about it at the beginning. Not that I'm obligated to do anything for anybody else, but I want to pay it back mm -hmm. for all the people who did for me. Like, um, I don't know if I told this story in the book or not, but Mrs. Wright, who I, she just passed last year, was my third grade teacher. Mm -hmm. And I made all, and back in those days, it was like E's and G's and S's in elementary right, school, right? Right, right, right? So I made all E's in her class. You know, I was the first one to do all of my multiplication tables. And, mm -hmm. you know, she, she was like my best teacher of all time. Mm -hmm. So that was in the third grade. And that was like right at the time stuff kind of just boom. What's just, hot? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, I was in her class doing this whole transition. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, um, I might have been 29, maybe 30 years old, and I was doing a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. And she came in the golf tournament. You know, I hadn't seen her in a while. You know, we talked every now and again, but not like every month or something like that. She just popped in and said, hey, I need five minutes. Okay. okay. <laughs> She's like, I want to present you, you with, a, with an award. Oh, wow. So, unannounced. <laughs> just, right. uh, and and she, she gave this speech. She said, I, I want, I want y'all to know something. She's like, I seen something in this kid when he was in my third grade class. Wow. And that's why I call every single teacher that he had moving forward and told each one of those teachers to look out for this kid because this kid has a chance to be special. Wow. Now, think about that for a minute. I, I, I never really thought about it. Not even then when she said it, it was a few years later when I thought about it. Yeah, I always had a good experience with my teachers. Mm -hmm. I, I never had, you know, how you right. had that bad teacher right. that you just hated. Right. Yeah. No, we all had them. Right. Not me. I didn't. Right. I didn't have that. <laughs> I, I didn't have I didn't that. Have that. She um, raised the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and she said all the way through elementary school, middle school. Um, you know, I, I talked to his teachers, mm -hmm. and she said once he once he got to high school, I told the high school principal, if this kid doesn't go to college, you're gonna be sleeping on the couch for the rest of your life. Mm 
That was her husband. So, so always, always wonder why you know Doctor Wright, you know, took a took a special interest in me. But just just think about that. Just think about all the different teachers that she talked to, and all the different people that she talked to, to 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 make that transition from one grade to the next grade. You know what what it could be. I mean, dude, like. She didn't have to do that. She didn't have to do that. Right. Coach she Odom didn't have to do that. And that yeah. was before email. Yeah. Yeah. Cell phones. So she yeah. had to that's effort. Yeah. go and talk to people. That's mm-hmm. effort. Yeah, that's you effort. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's all going on behind the scenes yeah. without me knowing. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about angels, yep. those, those are angels at work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's right. awesome. Right. And so right. that's why when, when I do what I do, mm-hmm. you know, I I have that that fire burning inside inside of me from that was lit. By other people and I just want to be able to pay that back to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. they never asked me anything you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Right. but I feel like I, I owe it to them to continue to do what they did for me you're giving them a return on their investment exactly right. exactly <clears throat> I love it so um, as we wrap up I want to ask you guys so someone maybe there's a salesperson that's starting or an entrepreneur that's watching this is there any piece of advice you give them as they begin something new that you know you wish someone would have told you or that was important to you when you first began Michael <clears throat> don't fall in love with the bricks fall in love with the spreadsheets um, understand your model raise as much capital as you possibly can um, and then get a group of people around you that can be a spring a legitimate springboard to keep you level set at all times so what you're saying is uh, make sure it's profitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right. Or, or oh, it's way. so beautiful. It's this and that. Yeah. I'm gonna invest this. I'm gonna keep pouring. It's gotta look this way. No, no, no. Well, in this day and age, you know, you have these companies um, that are raising all this money that are not profitable. Yeah. So, you know, that's we have that in real estate now too. They, yeah. They, they yeah. Uh, check their, um, you know, whatever spreadsheets at the door and just went, ah, yeah. you have a bunch it's, of agents or this pretty, and that. Yeah, yeah. I would say, and also <clears> again. Don't fall in love with the, you know, just the bricks. Mm-hmm. Fall in love with the opportunity. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, you got to learn how to cut it and go mm-hmm. to the next thing. And you got to, so not too much emotion, right? Yeah, and uh, and also learn how to compartmentalize everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you have business like as as men mm-hmm. or as people in general, mm-hmm. right? We have several hats. Mm-hmm. You, you know, father. Mm-hmm. Father, mother and father, parent. Mm-hmm. You you are a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Then you're a businessman. Mm-hmm. Then you're a friend and all these other things. But you got to figure out how to keep the cups different because if divorce mm-hmm. that causes all type of havoc, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that one trader told me one thing trader one of many things traders are very good at mm-hmm. is noise canceling. Mm-hmm. They can still produce. Yeah. Add value as you know, they, everything else could be going to hell, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But learning how to say, All right, compartmentalize and show up, yeah, and show up and then ask for help, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. entrepreneurs, we have this idea of we, we're gonna lift, I'm gonna go outside, I'm gonna lift that building by myself. Mm-hmm. No, you're not, yeah, throw you back out, yeah, you go, yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> now, Steve, I need your help. Definitely mm-hmm. help. Or, mm-hmm. or you got a guy, no, you got a guy that does this, or this, or a person does that, this, mm-hmm. this, and that. Yeah, yeah. 
Is there, is there, so what about you, Des? So that's great, Michael. And you know, I, I, I went into my coaching hat. Yeah. And a lot of things that you said, I'm just going to say it in a different way. You, you have to take action, right? You, you, you can't just sit back and, and be paralyzed by analysis. Mm -hmm. Do it. Mm -hmm. do, do something. But then once you do it, hey, let's, let's come back. Let's, let's process it. Let's analyze it. Mm -hmm. And let's see how can we make it better. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a whole loop. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's study it. Let's do it. Let's analyze it. Let's study it, let's do it, let's analyze that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. that's right. And that's how you continue that's right. to get better, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, I would say go out and get a coach, right? Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have to know what you do, that's right. but I can help you process I can help you process your own stuff. That's right. And you don't necessarily need a coach. Mm -hmm. You just need somebody in your life that can help you think through things that's right. properly. Mm -hmm. And and ask the right questions. Because um, I feel like a lot of times we we react. Mm -hmm. but we don't think through it. Mm -hmm. And if we just stop and think and, and really do a deep dive, we, we now we're going to come out the next time better right. for, for doing that. So, I mean, basically the same thing you yeah. said, just, but I'm just in a different ball to, game. To, to paint the picture, right? I don't know if you know, there's a show named Billions. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So regardless <laughs> of what they do and how they do it, mm -hmm. they have someone... That they sit down, performance see the woman. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Mm -hmm. That's legitimate. Okay, I yeah. got this problem. I well, need I, help. Yeah, let me think through it. Yeah, yeah. That, mm -hmm. You really need that. Yeah. That's that's one hundred percent real. Yeah, yeah. And not your uncle Bob or no. any of that. No, you need you a need third party. Yeah, uh, with a level of sophistication. Yeah, can, that's not going to just. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, good. And it's idea. not about yeah. me. It's, it's not, not about right. me. Yeah, it's, it's not about you. It's never about me. It's, yeah. a, it's about Michael. Yeah. It's about Steve. Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't and I'm trying to help you right. get right. to that next right. level. He's not asking, okay, after I help you, I'm on 20%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, okay, so are there, uh, is there a routine in your life, a daily routine, that you've come to say, I, this has to be every day for me? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when things, you know, when things get hectic, right? Mm -hmm. you, gotta, you gotta close it. You gotta prepare for this. And mm -hmm. you just, it, it just gets hectic. Mm -hmm. uh, I tend to make sure I wake up early as mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. So for me, again, I, I, don't, I don't have an alarm clock, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm up at like five forty. I see, I see five forty-five, six o'clock. Mm -hmm. That's the window. Yeah, naturally. I see. Yeah. I do not touch my phone. Mm -hmm. Like then for a businessman, your cell phone is not your friend because it's problems, fires. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm actually thinking about getting another cell phone so I can like do social media and be, and be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Without, without seeing everything that yeah. you missed. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So I don't touch this. Okay. I, I literally sit and think about successes, right? Failures. And then what's next? How long does that take you? So I try to do that. So if I'm up, you know, I get you know get ready, like forty five minutes. Wow. So it's like it's like That's my awful. version of my version of prayer. Yeah, right? just looking at it. Yeah, and thinking and processing, yeah. digesting. Right. So 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 because you know again with Woodlawn one hundred, yep. that's a big lift. Yeah, it's not been. It's been done some places around the country, uh -huh. but it's a, it's a, it's going to be it's, it's a big lift. It's yeah. not we're not doing fix and flip. No. So to speak. Yeah. So just just preparing preparing this to say all right, 
this is what needs to happen mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. or over the next three hours. And are you are you writing something down, Michael, or are you just sitting there <laughs> so, and just processing? So, so I no, I, I, I sit down and process it. And then if I need to write it down, there's a few action items that come out of the, yeah, out of the yeah. distill. Cause if they said, so, so you gotta be very careful what you write down because yep. it has a high probability of actually happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotta have, you gotta be very, you know, a lot of folks write stuff down and if it's, if it's something that you really don't want, yeah. rip it, burn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, really. Yeah. So to answer your question, I, I sit, you know, and then. That's interesting, you know, because you know, uh, because I I do. There's a feeling I have that you're co-creating constantly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with a higher power, God, and writing down is a part of creation, yeah. Yeah. and uh, which is kind of being stolen away from our children because we're on we're digital, yeah. and so there's something about it's writing different than texting on a note. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's something about it. Down, I'm, yeah. I'm a note card guy where I'm writing stuff down, <laughs> but I have to distill it and right. read it and go, okay, I yeah. I agree with this statement. Yeah. I'm not just gonna write anything right. nonsense. Right. So then I'll go for a run. You know, you know, I try to do at least two miles, two and a half miles. Yes. So get active. Yeah, get active. Or or if I'm hurting, uh -huh. like I'm you know, getting old, so right. stuff doesn't move like right. it's supposed right. to. I'll do a walk. Uh -huh. And then around 7.45, I have a 15-minute call with my COO. Okay. And we talk about what needs to happen. Check in. Yeah, clean up items, this, uh -huh. this and that. So then around 8, 8.05, I'll hop in the shower and then... If I gotta go to the office, or if I gotta sit and do a call, mm -hmm. I'll do that. And my, my showers, I mean, I take cold showers. Okay. I try to do ice cold showers. Yeah. Even in the winter. Wow. Like last night, I mean, I took a warm shower. Uh huh. Um, but I, every morning, it's a, it's an ice. Like you gotta just turn it on a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Just, just to get the pressure. Just to get the pressure. Just, just a little out. bit. Why? It just brings you alive? No, because it's painful. Okay. If, if if I can get ready for the day, right? Oh, if I man. can if I can get through that, I can get through the rest. You right? have taken out all the romanticizing of entrepreneurship. Uh, oh, no, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's discipline. A, it's habits. Yeah, it's, it's you know yeah. being on top of it. It's not sitting by the pool making oh. one phone call. Everyone doing everything and the money just rolling in. And, and the thing is, with entrepreneurship. You learn, you get an opportunity to be around world-class people. Mm -hmm. Like Chicago is known for being a world-class town, yes. but it's really a, the people make it world-class. Yes. Right. Yes. So, sure, like we all know the real, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the, the the money, the assets, mm -hmm. the opportunities. That's petroleum jelly. You know what? The gas and the the byproduct mm -hmm. is petroleum. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That's just that. Yeah. But you can look at people and say, you can see, oh, you've been through it. Yeah. Yeah. Teach me. <laughs> yeah. Right? You can be like yeah. professional athletics. Yeah. You get hurt. The body heals, but it's this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Can I still do X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. So learning learning that. That that's what I that's what entrepreneurship I think is. Mm -hmm. Um and I would love to sit by a pool and make a phone call. Right. Be done with it. Doesn't me. work that way, but though. I, yeah, I haven't I, found I, it. I have, yeah. Tell me. I'm chasing in the Dominican Republic by the uh, ocean. And, yeah, take really? care of that. Yeah. Call me back when really? it's done. Yeah. <laughs> really? I, just, I can't have a helicopter and a, a, from doing one thing. Yeah. Helicopter and a Ferrari, just one thing. Why? <laughs> you know, Michael, it's interesting that there, I, I think about there's probably some 21-year-old kid that you're going to teach how to sweat a pipe. 
that isn't going to even realize the, the treasure that uh, you are and the potential that uh, you provide in learning and, and coaching and teaching us. So I pray that people recognize as you interact with them, they recognize the power that you are because you've Thank got you. a lot of power. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, a lot of lot of lot of hard work. A lot of hard yeah, work and hard wisdom work. and yeah. and uh, and that's um, it's you know it's great and you can only learn it that way. You can't yeah, read it yeah, in a book. You yeah. can't attend a class. Yeah. You have to be in the yeah. fire. Actions. Yeah. 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 You know, I actually stopped reading a lot of books mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, you're a, you haven't done what you're saying you're doing. Right. So right. where are you getting your information from? And I feel like, are you setting me up? <laughs> yeah. 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 You, right? Pretty soon you become your own living, uh, yeah. your yeah. living, uh, whatever, uh, scripture in some ways, you know, it's your truth for sure, because right. you're and living it. And people make better people still yeah. sharp and still. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's, that's what it is. I love that. Yeah. So Des, how about you? Are there some routines? Sim similar. Yeah. Um, and I almost jumped over there and grabbed my bag. Uh, just so I could bring out my, my note cards. Like, okay. like you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm typically waking up in between 5.30, 5.45 every mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. um, I don't work out every day. I mm -hmm. work out three to four times a week on the weekdays. Mm -hmm. um, and just like you, I figure if I can go and put myself through that pain of, of running and lifting right. and doing that right. stuff, oh, the rest of the day is a right. cupcake, right. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So I try to get the toughest part of my day out of the way early mm -hmm. for, for that reason, because now the rest of the day is easy. Mm -hmm. But the, the one thing that I always do is I always know what are my major things that's coming up for the next day. Mm -hmm. So before before I go to sleep at night, I have a I have a, a, a great, not a good idea, I, got, I have a great idea of what tomorrow's gonna look like. Mm -hmm. And then on my note card throughout the day, I'm putting other stuff that I gotta take care of. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's less important. That's not, you know, gonna be money making things mm -hmm. for me. Like mm -hmm. buy my daughter, she she need a, a new bed. I put that on there. Yeah. Um and, and, and things like that. So when I do have those breaks in action during the day, now I could go take take care of some of this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I probably got a list of twenty five things and like today I woke up oh no, I'm sorry. Last night I circled all right. I want to make sure I take care of these five things mm -hmm. doing my knock them off the list doing my spare time yeah. in between you know all of the major things that I have on the calendar wow that's great so that's I just like to know how my day is going to go yeah and then you know you always got to leave some room for for change mm -hmm. because you know it's not going to go perfectly right. Mm -hmm. right so um yeah it for me, it's just knowing what the next day mm. is going to look like um, is, is very key and important for me. Is there a nighttime routine for you, Michael? Um, candidly, I, I like going to bed early. Okay. Like literally eight o'clock, nine yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. I, so, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. I like watch some YouTube type okay. things. But yeah. I try to go to bed early. I don't like seeing 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just something about that pillow feels better at 8. <laughs> right? I get my best right? sleep before midnight. Right, yeah. You know, I, you know, and, you know I just I go to bed early. I you mm -hmm. know, take a shower before bed. Yeah. Um, no, I, I stop eating around 7, 6.37. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I try, I don't take phone calls mm -hmm. unless, unless I'm in deal mode and something mm -hmm. needs to happen in the morning. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but no, I, I try to, you know, I try to, so I ramp, what you hear me saying is like a plane. You ramp mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. this is pain, yeah. get through it, get through yeah. it, coast, and then come back down, land. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's it. You know, I try to, you know, when I was younger, it was, you know, 24 hours, mm -hmm. boom, boom, mm -hmm. boom, yeah. texting. Mm -hmm. Email at two o'clock in the morning. Right. So they could, doing so, deals, so making they, business. Yeah, so, so that they can see it on the top of Yeah, I'm, I'm doing oh, this. Right, right, right. Yeah. They don't care about the appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Optics. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, so, you know, just what you're going to be saying is if you could, as a business person, mm -hmm. you got to be able to attract other people. And yeah. people get attracted to you by not, you not stressing them out. Yeah. So if you can add value to them without stress, yeah. you can build them. You could get a lot of mm -hmm. things done. I could say, hey, Steve, I got X, Y, and Z. And if the experience was, hey, it was smooth, mm -hmm. you know, I, my blood pressure didn't go up, mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. was great. Okay, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it sounds to me like you're working at a pace that you could do it for a long time. You know what I mean? So as opposed to this this urgency, I got to get this over with. I got to get, you know, everyone's trying to get done, you know? So it's like, well, you know, you, then you don't enjoy what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But you, you know gotta I mean? work through your others. Yeah. So you so so I'm at a place where it doesn't make sense for me to be a bull in the china shop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I gotta hire that bull, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. I, I know how to manage a bull because I was one, <laughs> right? So it yeah. Matador. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense for <laughs> the me. Matador, I right. love it. It doesn't make yeah. sense for me to every day. It's it's a process of how to be aggressive through others. Yeah, that's right? awesome. Right, because you know, I still want my health, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, well, Des, I'm going to have in the show notes where they can get your book and mm -hmm. where they can find you as a as a speak. They can be hired as a speaker, as a coach, right? Mm -hmm. As a personal one on one coach as well. Personal one on one coach. Yes. Okay, and then uh, corporate speaking. Absolutely. Yeah, talk a little bit about what all the different things that you do from uh, Des Clark speaks. Yeah, so I, I focus on on three key areas, and all of them kind of go together. Mm -hmm. um, but leadership, mm -hmm. team, personal, and professional development. Okay. Um, that's really. I mean, when we talked about all those coaches and everything that I've been through in life. Um, that's what I went through. Yeah, and you're leveraging all of that experience. All of that. Getting that there, getting and, and then experience. reading up ton of books that, yep. that help me continue to develop new and, and fresh ideas mm -hmm. to bring that um, to, a, to a whole nother level. Um, that's every, awesome. Hopefully all, all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And Michael, I'll have your information where people can find out more about the Woodlawn Project or just get involved in other things. And your TED Talk, I didn't know about that. So yeah. I'm gonna have a link to that. I'm gonna yeah. find it. It's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. All right, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Guys, thanks yes. a lot. It's been great. Uh, people, not titles, uh, signing off. Have a good day.